Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday's podcast, presented by Nywift, New York Women in Film and Television. We connect with women working above and below the line within the moving image industry to talk about the latest news in entertainment, exciting new film and television projects, and upcoming Nywift events. Here are your hosts, Janine McGoldrick and Leah Kearney. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Women Crush Wednesdays podcast. I'm Leah Kearney, and I'm here with my co-host, Janine McGoldrick. Hey, Janine. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be back. I, I missed you last episode. Thanks for um, doing such a great job of flying solo. Oh, well, it was very lonely and a lot of pressure. <laughs> I hope that I did a good job. But I I'm it really was happy. awesome. To be back with you and featuring a new set of stories sent in from our listeners. This has become yes. one of my favorite features on the podcast now. Yeah, mine too. I was going to say, it's, it's not about us this episode. I'm, I'm really pleased that, that we get to turn it over to our listeners and hear from them in their own words and their own voices. And uh, that we really get to showcase our, our NYWIFT members and our larger extended listener community of women working in TV and films. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to get straight to it. First up, we have our Women Crush Wednesday Spotlight, where we feature a NYWIFT member who is crushing it this week. Our Women Crush Wednesday Spotlight is brought to you by the newest member of our podcast team, Kelsey Marsh. Take it away, Kelsey. The NYWIFT member who is crushing it this week is Christina Teschner. Her new documentary, Get Vocal, embeds the viewer with activists during a day of demonstrations in Albany as they fight to prevent Governor Cuomo and the state Senate from rolling back recently won and implemented bail reform. The film is now available for streaming on YouTube. Christina, your NYWIFT community congratulates you on your tremendous work. Thank you and welcome, Kelsey, and congratulations, Christina. Listeners, if you want to nominate a NYWIFT member for our Women Crush Wednesday Spotlight, reach out to us at communications at nywift.org. Well, so let's move on to those stories. Uh, these, as we mentioned earlier, are personal experiences from women working above and below the line in film and television. Uh, and our first story comes from animator and educator Kristen Ryber Harris. And it's about how she organized and facilitated a children's film festival. When I was a child, I saw something that would change my life forever. I didn't know it at the time, of course. Disney's Secrets of Life was a time-lapse film about plants growing. I can still see the apple blossom opening up in my mind's eye. Fifteen years ago, I had the great pleasure of organizing and moderating the Kids World Film Festival for Women in Film and Video, D.C. The festival's focus is short films for children from different countries and cultures. Generally, it was organized by committee, but that year it fell under the radar until it was very late in the game. I had served on the committee for a number of years, so I volunteered to take over on the condition that I could call the shots. I wanted to streamline the process to stay on schedule. The Kids World Film Festival was founded around 2000 by then President Deborah Redman and has been a WIF outreach program in DC for DC area fifth grade students ever since. The preparation and the event were a peak experience for me. 
Writing about it now, I realize that our world has changed significantly since the mid-50s when I watched Secrets of Life and the early 2000s. Let me tell you a little bit about the Kids World Film Festival that year, and then we can consider how things are different today. I solicited films from all over the world and went to work finding the perfect combination. I selected four films. WIF had the budget to invite the selected filmmakers to D.C. to participate in the festival. With films selected and filmmakers scheduled to attend, we started the school visits. In the weeks before the event, teams of WIF members went to selected classrooms of students who were going to attend to introduce them to the concept of media literacy. We wanted the students to be critical, savvy media consumers. Part of this classroom presentation was showing them a BBC hoax film screened originally on April Fool's Day in 1957. It was about the spaghetti harvest in Switzerland. In fact, you can still see the clip on YouTube today. A lively conversation ensued, and the students were able to see how effectively the filmmakers had used a serious newsreel style to tell a fanciful story as a real event. On the day of the festival, participating schools in Washington, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland bused fifth-grade students to the George Washington University Auditorium. The four films screened were Mabutuku, from Cameroon, Baroquen Roll, Canada, Dog Who Was a Cat Inside, Denmark, and Abbey Down East, Netherlands. The purpose of screening these films was to present different points of view from a children's perspective. Mabutuku is about a young African boy's rite of passage that involved collecting termites. Baroquen Roll, about accepting others. Dog with a Cat Inside, about finding your friends, and Abby Down East, a young girl's courage to save her family and ships at sea during a storm. All the films were a big hit. Mabutuku's director, Victor Vu, and Abby Down East's director, Ellen Alinda Vierhoff, spoke to the students about their films and their experiences as filmmakers. The director's participation was the icing on the cake. The kids in the auditorium lined up to ask questions and engage with both of them. It was very satisfying to see the students' attentive enthusiasm and thoughtful questions. I was most appreciative that both directors could arrange their schedules to come to D.C., but Victor got the prize. He came from L.A. and took a red eye to get to D.C., and a red eye to return to L.A. that night to get back to work. As I walked away from the GW campus that afternoon, I was still on cloud nine. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that at least a few filmmakers were made that day. At the very least, we had introduced international cinema to students eager to expand their horizons. They got to see that real people made the films and that perhaps they could too. Just as my experience as a child seeing filmmaking that spoke directly to me was pivotal to me, I knew that the Kids World Film Festival had truly broadened the perspective of the students who attended 
and was and still is a valuable asset to the community. I am very grateful to WIF for providing me the opportunity to play a role in the event that year. Remember, 2005 was a very different world for fifth grade students. No internet, no YouTube, no easy access to uncensored media. Things are very different today. There are probably fifth grade YouTube influencers who are millionaires, for all I know. However, the urgency to help students be critical thinkers and media literate and facilitating international film experiences may still be as relevant today. Thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing your story with all of us. I just find that very inspiring. And I know that it was not only a peak experience for, for her, but also for all those fifth graders at the festival. I also find it really timely. I don't know about you, Janine, but 2005 does seem like a lifetime ago. Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, even though it's, it doesn't seem that long ago at all, but in terms of our world and our our media and social media, and uh, I feel like it's more important than ever for people, both kids and, and all ages, to, to have media literacy and to be mm-hmm. able to think critically about what they consume and what they post and what they read online and and the stories we tell. So, Film and television content is just beyond just entertainment and Mm. so much of it is so important that we share that with children um and i think that her story really spotlights that yeah absolutely and side note if you want to hear more from kristen we actually janine and i had the pleasure of interviewing her along with animator carrie hawks on a previous episode of women crush wednesdays so you can find that in the archives learn more about kristen's work by clicking on her name in the show notes Yes. So our next story comes from our cross-border collaboration with our sister chapter, Women in Film and Television, Alberta. If you heard one of our recent bonus episodes, you are familiar with Sheena Rossiter, who Leah had the great pleasure of interviewing uh, just an episode ago. And she is the host of WIFTA's podcast called Storylines. We're excited that part of our cross-collaboration, we're going to be sharing content that speaks to our audiences. And Sheena graciously forwarded us this really fun clip from an interview that she did with Megan Westelmajor, a Calgary-based production coordinator who had an experience of a lifetime while working on the first season of the FX TV show Fargo. One of the most amazing stories is within the first couple weeks of the main cast getting in. And, And as some people might be familiar with, Billy Bob Thornton, Martin Freeman, Colin Hanks, it was star-studded first season for Fargo, and it was all very exciting to know that these people would be coming through our doors. Being uh, the trainee, I didn't think my, my relationship was going to be that strong with these people. One day, got got a visit from Billy Bob Thornton, came into the office and said, you know, Megan, where's a good place to go bowling? I can't do the accents, terrible. And he wanted to have an event where he would have people come um, as a thank you the first two weeks of him settling in. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to help. And so his assistant and I planned the event over at an establishment in the Southeast in Calgary. And he invited only 10 people. And one of those people was me. And I was super excited and scared. (laughs) 
What everybody then wants to know, is he any good at bowling? He was very good at bowling. And I guess this is something he does on every show. He likes to have everyone connect with each other. It was an incredible experience, super surreal. I bowled with Allison Tolman, who got her start on Fargo. She's, if anyone doesn't know about her, please IMDB her. She's incredible. So I got to be on a team with Allison and play right next to Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton. And like it, I was smiling the whole entire night. It was a night I'll never forget. Thank you to Megan and the Storylines podcast for that fun story. Um, I always love hearing about people higher up on the call sheet taking care of uh, the rest of the casting crew. Yes, it really creates a positive atmosphere on set. And it kind of breaks down that invisible wall that can exist between the A-list celebrity talent and the rest of the cast and crew. You know, sometimes you might have, um, you know, someone who's very high profile who maybe is a little more aloof um, or maybe not acting aloof, but as someone on the cast and crew who isn't at that stature, you may feel like they're not as approachable. and having someone of his talent and notable stature to kind of, you know, start off production with this wonderful way of just being open and developing friendships with everyone really sets that tone. And I yeah. think that that's great for a lot of productions and I wish more people did it. They, they say don't meet your heroes, but there, there are some, I, I always love being delighted and, and impressed by people's generosity. And there's, um, you know, so many, there's a lot of personalities in our industry, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of really great leaders and, and um, visionaries, you know, along with all the riffraff. So it's just thinking when, when you said that, you know, don't meet your heroes, it just thought of a really quick story of my own, which I'm going to plug in here. And in an upcoming episode, maybe Leah and I will feature some of our own more extensive yeah. uh, stories but this is just a quick one you know I'm a big film uh, buff and classic film lover you know back I watch all of the old black and whites Mm -hmm. and I won't say the actress's name but um, a very very well-known actress from that time of the 40s and 50s and when I was working as a junior publicist this is back in the late 90s we had a, a premiere film and she came as she wasn't in the film we just invited her you know because the more notable names you have the more press can come to a premiere and the more exposure you get and it was my job to guard the seats of all of people in the production and the special guests to make sure nobody sat there I heard she was coming I told everybody I want to be the one that seats her because oh my god she's just a legend it wasn't awful but uh, she seemed to be a little bit drunk and very belligerent just not the wonderful meeting I envisioned in my head of this legendary who I greatly (laughs) admired and it was very disappointing and I really had to kind of tell myself you know after the moment that hey everybody has a bad day maybe she is like this but it's my you put people on a pedestal especially in this industry Mm. you know Mm -hmm. but has their favorites and you love them and sometimes like you said meeting them in person you have to realize they are people Maybe she just had a bad day in the car on the way there. You never know. But it it was one of those early moments in my career as an entertainment publicist when I really had to kind of have that mindset entering every type of event that I worked or meeting a talent that I'd have to bring to 
a photo shoot or an interview, kind of set aside my own personal experiences and thoughts and how I want them to behave and just mm. be with it in the moment. Oh. I can, I can still, it took me a while. I can still go back and watch some of those old films with her and not think of that moment, but it, it was a little crushing at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good women crush Wednesdays kind right. of way. <laughs> exactly. Way to segue that. So, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm but, good with the segues. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> you can hear uh, Sheena's full episode and interview with Megan by clicking on her name in the show notes. So we suggest that you check out more of uh, her antidotes and her experience as a production coordinator. Next, we have a story from Patrice Washington. It's about how her childhood dream of having a talk show has come true. It's narrated by our podcast team member, Andrea Barb. Women Talk with Patrice. Women Talk with Patrice is more than a talk show. It is an empowerment group for the community. Patrice Washington. 1997, 10-year-old me in my kitchen every day doing my chores, pretending to be Martha Stewart would be my alone time, and I would act as if I was talking to an audience with my special guest. Every little girl my age was playing with Barbies or outside playing with friends. My friends were my imaginary guest and audience. I would talk and laugh about everything. We would talk about cooking, even though I wasn't a cook. We would talk about how to clean and how to make sure we were adding enough bleach to our dish soap so we didn't miss a spot. I would joke, laugh, and have fun. Doing the kitchen as my chore was my favorite part of the day because I was in my own world having my own talk show. I was always a shy, quiet one with not many friends. I knew growing up I wanted to help people in any way possible. Who knew growing up I would really make my 10-year-old self dreams come to life? Fast forward to 2018, one summer night sitting on my best friend's porch. We were having wine and laughing, talking about all sorts of things. I noticed the more that we enjoyed the moment with our wine, the more she was open with me. I thought how amazing it would be if more women could be as open with me over wine. How many more can have a safe place to communicate and just enjoy their time about any and everything? That's when I got the idea to start Women Talk with Patrice. And one day I posted the idea on Facebook and I just did it. I knew then that I wanted to have a talk show to help others feel heard and appreciated. I believe that it is crucial to know that there are people who want to hear what you have to say. When people understand that you're being heard, then they gain confidence. My goal is to make each person feel as comfortable as they can, never judged and always heard. Women Talk with Patrice is a place for real people and real discussions. When I started the show, it was for women to have a platform to speak, but as the idea grew, I realized that I wanted more for the show. I began to bring men on the show as well. I wanted the show to reach more groups of people. Women Talk with Patrice is for all age groups, race and sex. We are able to have different topics with different opinions with all different types of people. It's not your regular talk show. We bring in people from around the city, even people from other cities to be on. Each episode can range from a dating show to a show about fathers, a show about business, a show about new talent, mental health, self-love, healing from a relationship, black empowerment, sisterhood, and many more. Women Talk with Patrice is something new and different for the community of Syracuse. We have so much talent and so many amazing people in the city, and my goal is to showcase as many beautiful people as I can.
My goal with the show is to have it on TV and to bring celebrities and all walks of life to the city of Syracuse. I was born and raised in Syracuse, New York. Growing up, we didn't see many women who looked like me on TV, and I want to be that face and role model for all the little black girls and even the women my age. I am 32 years old, and I am living proof that no matter the age you are, you can still set and accomplish all your goals. You can make your 10-year-old self very proud no matter what are the struggles you face day to day. Life has not been easy for me. I had my daughter at the age of 21. I went through abuse in the relationship and I live with anxiety and depression, but I've overcome so much. I want everyone to understand that they have a voice and whatever they are battling, they are not alone in this world. Mental health in the black community is very important to me. I have done shows on mental health and will continue to put light on that as well. I want people happy mentally, physically, and spiritually. A healthy lifestyle is my goal and to bring people to that as well. Not only do I do a talk show, I'm a mother to a beautiful 11-year-old girl, and I also help my mother run her child care center that has been open for three years now. My purpose in life is to help as many people as possible. I am continuing to work towards my dreams. I recently applied for the Fire Academy and passed my exam with a 95. Even though I'm in my 30s, I never feel like it's too late to follow your dreams. Women Talk with Patrice will open more doors for the community in Syracuse, and it will help bring more people from different backgrounds and different cities together. You will also be able to come and enjoy a live taping of the show at a beautiful lounge with drinks and food. Women Talk with Patrice is live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook. See you then. Congratulations, Patrice, and thank you so much for sharing your story. I personally find it incredibly inspiring and I love what what she says about the healing power of listening and being heard I think it's something we need more than ever in our world right now is, Agreed. is to listen to each other and uh yeah and her experience about growing up with a lack of representation on tv and personally working to change that I think still rings true with so many people, especially Mm -hmm. people of color. And unfortunately it's reflective of what is still happening in not only our industry, but a lot of other industries. And she's a great example of how women are continuing to break down diversity barriers in film, television, and media. You can check out more information about Patrice and women talk with Patrice by, you guessed it, clicking on her name in our show notes. We obviously want to hear more of your stories, and especially if you have recently started back up in production, let us know how it's going so we can continue to learn best practices for creating a safe working environment during this ongoing pandemic. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know. uh, tell us what's working, what's not working. I, I feel like as, the more information we can share with mm-hmm. one another, um, the more we can lift each other all up and help us all get back to work in a, in a safe and healthy, supportive way. Um, but there's, there's, it's all new for all of us and it's a, it's a learning curve. So the more it is, um, we can, we can share that information. We just invite you to, to reach out to us and you can, um, email us your audio recording, uh, with like the voice memo app on your phone or, uh, send a written submission to communications at nywift.org. And we just ask that audio files be kept to around five minutes and written submissions, uh, kept to around two pages, we will, or um, someone in our community will 
narrate that for you. And you're welcome to include names or you're welcome to keep it anonymous, whatever you uh, feel most comfortable with. Exactly. You know, I didn't want to out the legendary <laughs> actress that I just spoke about, although I believe she is deceased now, but I don't want to tarnish her her reputation because I still think that she's amazing and I love everything she does. So if you have a story <laughs> and you're afraid about including your name, you don't want anyone to know, or the names of the people within your story or the project names, omit it or tell us to omit it. We can certainly work with you on doing that because we're not here to embarrass anyone. Mm -mm. We don't want to shame anyone. We just know that... As Leah said, we learn from these community experiences. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick pause for a sponsor segment and we'll return with Katie's Corner. And now it's time for Katie's Corner, where NYWIFT Community Engagement Director Katie Chambers brings you the latest info on upcoming events, resources, and opportunities from New York Women in Film and Television. Hey, Women Crush Wednesdays listeners, this is Katie Chambers, the Community Engagement Director at NYWIFT. Just checking in with a couple quick updates on NYWIFT programming. I don't know how much you have seen so far, but we have had a lot, a lot, a lot of programs in the last few weeks um, as we go into this summer, including several editions of our new NYWIFT Talks weekly series that is in direct response to the COVID-19 crisis. If you missed any of our programs, you can still find them. They are on our website on the homepage on our new digital programming hub. So we've been recording all of our free programs and they're up there for you to watch. Um, a few highlights that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. We've had several conversations regarding the Black Lives Matter social justice movement. I believe that we've already talked about some of them already on this podcast, including a recent one with some of the leaders of visionary New York media arts organizations talking about how their various nonprofits have been working for diversity and inclusion for years and how they will continue to do so um, in light of the current crisis. We also had a NYWIF Talks with Scott Budnick, who is the producer of Just Mercy, as well as April Grayson and Donna Hilton, who are both advocates for prison reform, talking about the themes of the film Just Mercy, as well as their strategy for making the film free for anybody to watch in light of the current racial justice movement and what they hope to see for the future. So you can see that also. It's on our homepage now. Um, we've done a couple NYWIF Talks in uh, connection to various screenings. So we did a conversation with Dawn Porter about her new documentary, John Lewis, Good Trouble, also available to watch on our website, and a conversation about Denise Ho becoming the song about the openly gay Hong Kong singer and human rights activist Denise Ho. That was a great conversation with director Sue Williams. This past week, which you just missed, but don't worry, you can catch up. We had two NYWIF talks with directors from two recent Netflix movies. One, which I watched this weekend and enjoyed so much, was Mucho Mucho Amor, about the story of legendary uh, Latino psychic Walter Mercado. We had a conversation with directors Christina Costantini and Kareem Tabsh. And then on Wednesday, we talked to Gina Prince-Bythewood and her editor, Tara Lynn Shropshire, about her new, their new Netflix film, The Old Guard, starring Charlize Theron. So if you like action movies, definitely check that one out. Both Mucho Mucho Amor and The Old Guard are available on Netflix now. So watch them on Netflix, then stop by our website and watch these two great Q&As that we hosted afterwards. 
Finally, next week, we are offering our first ever animation workshops. We have a free one for teenagers ages 14 through 18 coming up on July 20th through 23rd, and then one for adults, which costs only $50 on July 24th and 25th. Both of those are being taught by instructors from the New York Film Academy. For those of you who are familiar with the Academy, you know these are top-of-the-line instructors. This is a great opportunity to take advantage of some of their educational programming at a very reduced or for the kids free cost. They're going to be going over how to use Maya Autodesk 3D computer graphics software, talking about Disney's 12 principles of animation, demonstrating how to animate various 3D objects, including a bouncing ball. Um, I believe they're also going to animate little fish in an aquarium. It, it's going to be fun. It's a great way to build skills that are are applicable to many industries, including ours, but also advertising computer design, so many things. So check that out. You can see all of our upcoming and also past events on nywif.org slash events. We hope to see you there and we will catch you next time on Zoom. Thank you, Katie. As always, NYWIFT has so much fantastic programming. So be sure to visit NYWIFT.org to sign up for upcoming events or watch past virtual panels um, and get all the latest news and blog posts. Let's talk a little bit about what we suggest people to watch this week. And what are you you watching right now, Janine? I actually um, have a fun one. I was chatting on video with friends and my friend Elizabeth mentioned that she just rewatched the TV series Agent Carter, which um, was on ABC. And that it was was not renewed past its second season. And I remember watching the first few episodes when it originally aired back in 2015. And I enjoyed it, but for some reason, it kind of fell off my radar. You know, she told me she was rewatching it on Disney+, Plus, which I just signed up for the month, which I think millions of other people did too, to watch Hamilton. To watch Hamilton. (laughs) And I thought this is great because before I consider maybe canceling it or holding on to it. I'm not sure yet. I wanted to watch a lot of other content and just got done binging The Mandalorian, which I love. <gasps> Did you love and, it? I love and it so much. Baby Yoda. I mean, um, Baby Yoda is, is everything. I, I, I cannot get enough of Baby Yoda. <laughs> I never wanted kids, but right now, if I could have a kid that was Baby Yoda, I would seriously consider it. <laughs> yep. yep, I get it. But I, I digress a little bit. Um, so I logged on and I am finished the first season of Agent Carter and I'm halfway through the second season and I'm so glad that I went back to it because it's it's great on so many different levels and in case you're not familiar with it Agent Carter is I guess you could say a spin-off television series from the Marvel Captain America films. Haley Atwell stars as Agent Carter and she reprises the role that she did in the film um, where she played against Chris Evans, who is Captain Mm -hmm. America. And here the show is all about her. And she stars as an unstoppable secret agent for the Strategic Scientific Reserve, which is kind of like FBI in the Marvel Universe. And it's dedicated to fighting new atomic threats that have emerged after World War II. But it's it's not really very heavy and dark. You know, it's Marvel. It's fun. It's based from a comic book. Mm -hmm. And I always welcome shows that have fully formed female characters headlining, especially one that's intelligent and sensitive, female that can kick ass, literally. (sighs) 
the show has a lot of women working behind the scenes as well as showrunners, mm. producers, and writers. And the fact that it's set in the 1950s is brings another level of love for me because I love big bands and classic songs from that era and the costumes, you know, a little bit like Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. lines and the men with the hats. I'm truly enjoying it. And I tell everybody, if you sign on to watch Hamilton, <laughs> stick with your membership a little bit longer and watch not only Mandalorian, but Agent Carter. Awesome. I will add it to my list. I also a big Hamilton fan. Uh, that was my, the first thing that I watched uh, a 4th of July weekend. But um, my, my recommendation this week, what I'm loving right now, and I'm a little late to the party, but um, I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. I'm later than you. It's on oh, my list my. too, and I still have not got to it. <laughs> it is brilliant. It is. I hadn't read the book. It's based on um, on a book by Celeste Ng. The show is d- developed and produced and uh directed by these powerhouse women uh, it stars Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington and it's it's about race it's about class it's a it's about motherhood it's a but it's so complex and nuanced and beautifully told and um i have to be honest i didn't get how great it was from you know whatever poster the I reviews saw or whatever. and all of that yeah I don't even know that I read the reviews I have a Netflix queue a mile long as I'm sure we all do there's so <laughs> much there's so much great content and so I just somehow it hadn't made it to the top of my list but I'm so glad that I that I'm watching it and I I really I think it's so timely it's set in the 90s but it's it's such a timely important brilliant creative what's the word I'm looking for content I don't know that seems like insufficient but it's a really great <laughs> great work of television so i and highly is that recommend on, checking it out is that on netflix or hulu uh hulu sorry hulu. I, yeah i said netflix but it is on hulu um it's also executive produced and a number of the episodes are directed by um by the late lynn shelton and oh, they're beautiful love her and so it's a you know i i can't recommend it enough uh, i might go back and read the book after after watching it but anyway but i i could go on uh but we'll <laughs> we'll wrap it up to our listeners, if you have recommendations, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We'll be back in a, with another episode the first week in August. But in the meantime, if you have a story you'd like to share, an idea for an interview, someone that you'd like to nominate for our Women Crush Wednesday Spotlight, or uh, a question that you'd like one of our NYWIFT experts to answer, that's another uh, feature that we're offering. If you've got a question, reach out to us. We will search our network and find the perfect person to respond to your question. Again, that email is communications at NYWIFT.org. Well, thank you, Leah, for coming back and not yes. abandoning me again <laughs> no, this week. It's, it's great to be back. And I think our listeners appreciate that too. Not having to listen to my voice for the whole time. Also, we want to give a a shout out and a special thanks to the women that help us with the podcast. We do mention them as we go along, but a special shout out to Andrea Barb, January Green, and our latest member, Kelsey Marsh. Uh, They help us develop the content, to do the interviews, to find our Women Crush Wednesday spotlighters to narrate stories. We're so, so grateful for all of their help. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. 
Thanks. And thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, tell a friend, tell an enemy, whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah, we always post new episodes on, you know, Twitter, on Instagram, on the NYWIFT Facebook page. So we ask you to please share with your community to let other people know that this is out there for them yeah. to listen to. Yeah, do that for us because we're here for you. I know that sounded kind of cheesy, but <laughs> that's okay. It's the truth. <laughs> that's all right. Well, thank you so much, Janine, for another uh, great chat. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Look forward to connecting with all of our listeners again next. Okay. Healthy and safe, everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't miss any Women Crush Wednesdays episode. Subscribe today and share with your friends and colleagues. For more information on all the great programming and services from New York Women in Film and Television, go to nywift.org. That's N-Y-W-I-F-T dot org. Follow us on social media with the NYWIFT acronym and contact us at communications at nywift.org with any feedback, topic recommendations, or interview suggestions. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.